0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us, and enjoy today's show.
1: Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We know you've got busy lives and lots to do, and we've got lots to share with you here today. We are Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. That's who we are, Mainline Leaders. That's what we do. And so I'm here with my partner, Rich Barron, and I'm Michael Bailey. We're glad to have you part of what it is that we're doing today. And we've got a great ghost guest with us today, Jeremy Gustafson. He's going to be sharing with us uh, some insights about leadership, how leadership works, and you know, how do you build great teams in terms of uh, the right mindset, the right approach, the right kind of expectations. That's what we'll be talking about here today. So I'm going to read this as John Matone's Law number four Go forward every day committed to worthy achievement, being altruistic. And building rewarding relationships with the people in your life—that's what we'll be talking about today. So let's start first. Jeremy, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been with us before, but remind the folks who you are what you do and what you're what you're all about.
2: Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you both, and thank the, thanks uh, to the audience uh, that tunes in. So I'm uh, um, coming up on a year at ILEC. It was one of the very very first uh, coaches in the in the uh, in the program and the affiliate. And uh, it's been a great year, and um, if I could use uh, one thing to describe it, it's been a phenomenal learning experience, and I get a lot out of each of these uh, podcasts as well, and um, spent about 30 years in marketing, MarTech, content development, creative studios, Uh, and I always enjoyed the people side, uh, and leading my people, leading clients, and achieving goals, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and then we know it takes commitment every single day as a leader uh, to drive through and meet those commitments. And I think as we break this down today, law number four, uh, talk about what is worthy achievement, uh, what are rewarding relationships, right? Because those can vary. But as coaches, I think this sits at exactly what we try to do. And if we're hitting on all cylinders, this is a natural outcome as we take people into vulnerability, you know, give them the courage to do that. Uh, once they they've accepted that place and and begin to be the leader that they are and not who they they think they should be, uh, this would naturally happen, and it can be extremely rewarding, uh, especially over time. And I think that's something we want to talk about here, right, Rich?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
2: what
1: do you what's your take on this? Let's start here. Let's break this down. Go forward. So that goes right back to what we talk about as leaders: you got to act let's take on act action let's get things going not only for ourselves but for the culture the people that we are we are leading with people that we are managing go forward every day committed that's a great word committed not half way not half baked not partially one foot in not one foot out but truly committed to worthy achievements let's take a look at this idea rich what is what would be a worthy achievement or how would you define a worthy achievement versus one that was not as worthy or maybe even worthless. Could you give us some distinctions about that?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think what it really comes down to, at least for me, what gets you up in the morning? You know, what gets you going? What what makes you want to do the things that you do or go to work each day or be the person that you are? Um, I think for me, when it comes right down to worthy achievement, it really is, and, and it has to do with the rest of the law an altruistic uh, building relationship that worthy achievement is are you worthy of the people around you is are the actions uh, that you're that uh, you're responsible for the goals that you set the vision that you set are is it a worthy achievement is it worthy for the honor of the people that you work with is it are you worthy of their respect are you worthy of their esteem Those are the type of achievements that you really need to be focused on, not something just, you know, I'm going to go out there and make something click for me or I'm going to go out there and, you know, make some more money for myself today. What am I going to do for for others? What's what's what achievement am I going to get today? That's going to be part of my lasting legacy. You know, after all, you know, what, what are you going to trade today for? None of us are promised tomorrow, right? You know, we're only really not promised tomorrow. So what are you going to do today that's going to make you worthy of the, the esteem and the respect and the honor of those people around you? I, mean, I think that's for me, that's what it comes down to. So
1: worthy, worthwhile versus, you know, something that's worthless. Maybe you see it as a leader. It's worthwhile to me. It's worthy to me. But it's a worthwhile to everybody else. That's what I think you're kind of driving. Is it worthwhile?
0: Absolutely. Is it, is it, I mean, after all, if you're a leader in your organization, you're not there for yourself. It's an organization. You have the responsibility of all those people around you. After all, your decisions could impact the lives and ultimately the career paths of those people that work for you. So it has to be something that is, you know, a worthy goal, a worthy achievement for not only for you, but those around you. There you go. So there's be, it's got to be intrinsic. This achievement's
1: got to be intrinsic to the values, the principles of the organization, not separate from, not just you, not just some of the people. And it's also got to be in line with the vision, the, the mission of the organization, right? So if that's yes. the case, Jeremy, if, that, if that, those things really come together and it can't, we can legitimately say this would be, and the pursuit of it is a worthwhile achievement, then how does that then feed into, okay, being altruistic? How does that? How do they work together? How do they support each other?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I was, as I listened to the two of you go back and forth, I was thinking, you know, worthy sometimes, it may not be at the top of the leader's list in terms of the, the goal or the achievement, but it might be really, really important and therefore worthy to other stakeholders, customers, employees, for sure. Got to start there right? A look at Buffett and, and Bezos and, and those, you know, they're all about the customer, all about, the, all about the talent. Um, and I, I think as we look at that in altruism and the, the whole notion of that, um, you know, although it is a two-way street, the notion of it sitting in the leader's chair, isn't that we are selfish and we're expecting some, something in return, let alone an immediate return. Right. And so, we're building these these rewarding relationships over time through altruism, and you've got to stay, you know, as we said, committed every single day with no guarantees, right? So you might be giving into what appears to be and may very well be an altruistic relationship, but it may take time to play out. So the the thing that might be out of balance is time, and I've right. I have seen investments in relationships just whip around five and a half years later and pay off beyond my wildest dreams in the most indirect ways, right? And, and because I wasn't expecting anything, well, not because of me, but it just, it can happen. And I know that I did my part. I showed up that day. I was committed, you know, I was focused, uh, and and I was looking at through an altruistic lens, how, how is this going to affect the entire organization, as, as Rich Definitely. said? Not me. Right. So we're not looking in the mirror. We're looking out at all those different stakeholder groups that I mentioned.
1: Right. And so this idea of coming together here, worthwhile achievement, we are going to get people buying into it. So there's this sense of altruism and altruism. When you really take a look at it, it is a mature trait because that ability to see things not only just right now, but also to be able to see into the future how that could develop. Right? How that relationship could develop? How these actions that we're developing are working with, uh, with the people that we're leading here? How that can turn out? And knowing how to get it there, right? Knowing how to get those individuals there—that that, that up and coming individual, you know—that you can see great potential in them. And then that leads into this whole idea of building rewarding relationships. Building—it's—it's it's a building. That, thats a verb, isn't it? That's an active. Get your hands on it get your hands dirty make it happen don't stand way off and just kind of theorize about it get in and do it what about building relationships rewarding
0: relationships rich you know that that's not just with your organization you know that's with the people around you with your family your friends and um, those reward re, your customers you know let's talk about your customer base uh, building those rewarding relationships that are going to help you go forward, is is critical Absolutely critical You know, what about the, all those people in your life That you see every day And it's been said that most of us Spend more time at work Than we do with our own families And if you think about it That, that absolutely is true Now, you, over time It's those people around you That are going to help you succeed So those rewarding Those relationships Become even more critical Building those relationships and getting to know those people, getting to know the strengths, getting to know their talents, getting to know their their desires, and their wants and their their abilities. You know, and I've said this, uh, you know, lots of times before, and I I'm a firm believer in this, that the biggest waste in any organization is people's time, energy and talents. If you get to know people and you build those relationships, you get to understand exactly what they want to do, how they can help you. They are no longer just a face on the on the production floor; they're a team member.
1: That's right, and, and that begins. It's it's really an interesting thing. We'd like to think how they can help us, but it, the ball doesn't start rolling until we reach out and we start doing something to help them. And the greatest way that we can create genuine, real, valuable help—going back to this idea of worthy achievement or valuable achievement, relevant achievement, is to begin with the people that we are working with to help see, help not only what we're doing here, but help them to see the value that they bring to it. Sometimes people aren't very good at seeing their potential, aren't very good at seeing their value, seeing the possibilities. And it's that wise leader that can look past all that stuff and go, man, there is something really great, whether it has to do with a client or somebody that they're working with, But when you take a look at it, are somebody in their own lives, right? And so when you really take a look at this isn't just a a bunch of little words strung together here. Leaders, what this really is, when you really get down to go forward every day committed to worthy achievement, being altruistic and building rewarding relationships with the people in your life. When you really take a look at that, that's a lifestyle. That's a way of looking at the world. That's a paradigm out of which you come and out of which you live. Jeremy... What is that? Why is that important for any leader to just, you know, just not do it, but live it?
2: Right. Live it. But there's a couple things. There's quite a bit in there, um, right? There's not too many words on this page, but there's so much to unpack. Um, You mentioned the word future, right? And this 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 law starts with the words go forward. I like to make distinctions with my clients and their teams between bosses slash managers and leaders. Right. a lot of bosses that love spreadsheets but to me spreadsheet already happened that's a rear view mirror right
0: exactly yeah
2: I agree on on that you are not looking forward and the best leaders the ones we all admire we don't need to to spend time on the names here we all know who they are but uh, many that uh, the folks in the audience have never heard of some really great men and women out there are almost exclusively focused on the future and incessantly communicating that in a committed way every single day to their teams. And that's how you get, as Rich said earlier, an entire organization moving in the same direction, moving forward. And that's when that altruistic relationship is going to pay back, not just to the, the leader in terms of personal and business fulfillment, and hopefully financial, uh, we're all in business for, for a reason. Um, but, you know, building lasting, rewarding relationships. Again, the commitment, the everyday part, and um, and displaying that altruism, but really that incessant focus almost exclusively on the future. Uh, Rich mentioned there's no guarantee for tomorrow. Well, we cannot get tomorrow back. Once that spreadsheet is published, we're not changing it. We hope. Right. You yeah. got a problem if that's the case,
0: right? Unless you're cooking the books and then that's, that's a little bit different. That's but. a whole other thing. It's uh, another Sorry.
1: podcast that we do on another channel and we wear yeah. masks when we talk about that. So nobody okay. knows who we really are. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right, Rich, talk, talk to us about this. How then can an executive coach assist you, the leaders in getting to that place where you're seeing clearly, objectively, worthwhile achievements, how to build those relationships altruistically now and into the future, and then making these things really work. How can that executive coach make the difference in your life?
0: You know, I heard a very interesting analogy about this not long ago. I'm just going to unpack it here a little bit because I thought it it was brilliant. If if you haven't brushed your teeth for a week, okay, your nose is right above your, your mouth, but it's not going to tell you you haven't brushed your teeth for a week, right? Everybody around you is going to know that everybody, and they may or may not say anything, but everybody in the room is going to know that everybody you talk to is going to know that, you know, maybe that's a funky analogy, but it's true. What you need is somebody to point out where your gaps are, where your strengths are, and help you capitalize on those things. The people, the Showing you the things that you may not see might be right under your nose, but you need someone there to help point the way a sounding board. Someone can have those those difficult conversations with and, you know, point you in the right direction. And and here's the thing. Executive coaching is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the weak. It really isn't because you're going to learn things about yourself and your leadership styles that you may not know. But it's going to get you to that next level. Yeah, it's not for the touchy people. It's not for them. No, it's not. And, and
1: that, <laughs> I don't mean too touchy, but just like, I don't know if I want to hear that. I don't I think I like that. No, but, but that's where it
0: comes down to being vulnerable, having courage, and and, and having someone tell you, yeah, here's, here's where you need to head to. An executive coach can help you do that. And now, hold you accountable. And hold, you, hold accountable. you accountable. And here's the thing. Do and you want to do. Every single executive coach I've ever met without, without a fault has a desire to help others succeed. It's the reason why we're doing this. It really is. Um, you know Jeremy, uh, you know we've talked a lot of times about this. It's the desire uh, to see someone else obtain those same levels of success and, and the, you know in a lot of ways that we have. Now it's our turn to give
2: back. Dark time to help those forward. There's no doubt about it. And so I, um, you know, we have a a phenomenal platform, system, process, and tools. Um, but in the end, it really comes down to the leader. And we've all been through the coaching process with some of the top coaches, business leadership coaches in the world, right? And so that's how we got in these seats. Um, I really, honestly, struggled with my core purpose statement. For about five months, right, and I've been, been on, on here now 13 months and was working on core purpose, you know, kind of right at right at the onset, and I kept editing and editing, and if I had to boil it down, it really matches up with what you're saying, and that is, I am here at this stage of my career to pay it forward. I've had some great mentors, some great leaders. It wasn't codified in the way that we do with our tools, and I've, I've, boy, I wish I had some of this stuff 20 years ago. Um, I think I would, probably would have gotten into coaching uh, a lot earlier and probably uh, made, made many fewer mistakes uh, on the people side, right? But, you know, if, if we do these things, if we show up every day and display commitment, if, if everyone knows we're altruistic and not in it for ourselves, it's ultimately going to lead to long-term fulfillment for both the leader and the teams. And the results should demonstrate that. Right. And then as we're doing that, and if we do it every day and we brush our teeth every day, we're going to be meeting our goals. And if the word I thought of, Rich, it's funny, your analogy, we're going to be meeting our goals in the healthiest way. Right. Not at any cost, but in a very healthy way. Right. And uh, we all know it takes vulnerability to to step into a true empathetic leadership role. And I know that's law number five. That one comes after this one, although uh, I know we, we bounce around it hopefully I have a chance to talk about that one a little bit in, uh, you know, a podcast in, in the future. Uh, but again, you know, the idea, someone asked me today, how do you know it's a successful, uh, engagement? And I said, well, we've got something called leader watch, you know, with some fancy acronyms. And it really is asking stakeholders at, at all levels, you know, boards, bosses, peers, uh, employees and teams, um, and then having them rate you at 30 60 90 and then again at six months out and if you know we're 98 out of 100 uh the last time we measured uh marked improvement um and the two that didn't hit that mark in terms of a a demonstrated roi on these qualitative measures uh based on the peer review um didn't didn't put in the effort and themselves and did not you know they got bogged down and other things, but they they didn't complete the journey, if you will. Right. So we can identify that there. So we're almost batting a 1,000. Um, I know that sounds too good to be true, but th- this is real data. I and mean, we've got a database full of it. Uh, and, you know, for me,
1: what's the stuff? I'm sorry, Jeremy. We're, we're running a little long. Sure. Great, great, great comments, everyone. Thank you so very much. Jeremy, if they want to get a hold of you, tell us, how do
2: they do that? Yeah, right. So uh, easiest way is Gustafsoncoaching.com, G-U-S-T-A-F-S-O-N, coaching.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, there are a couple Jeremy Gustafson, believe it or not, but it's a fairly unique name. So I should pop up uh, near the top uh, and you'll see the master certified leadership coach uh, uh, under my name and uh, this mug. Uh, try to keep the picture current. <laughs> Although, uh takes a little bit. But um, yeah, those are probably the two best ways. Uh, very active on LinkedIn. And if you hit the site, you can book a meeting. My phone number's there. You can call me. And you can certainly email me right from, right from the top of the site. We've got all our contact info. You can book a complimentary coaching session. You can just book a discovery call if you want to know more. We'll spend 15 minutes. I want to know more about this thing called executive coaching. Um, or we we'll just jump right into the complimentary coaching section. You know, if you've got right. thank you so much, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure having you on today. Great Thanks so much. Great coach.
0: All right, let's take it home there, Rich. All righty. Hey, in closing, I want to give before we're done here, Michael. Uh I want to give a big shout out to the folks across the pond who are listening to us, been downloading our podcast, all those friends of ours over in Great Britain in Romania Transylvania Spain we're getting a lot of dedicated listeners over yeah. Uh, yeah. Over, uh, over across the pond and you know what thank you so much thank you so much for your support and uh, keep listening we'll keep it coming and again if you want to know more about executive coaching mainline leaders at ilECcom go there book some time with us and let's let's get this going. Let's get uh, get you on the road to better leadership and a, a stronger organization. So once again, thank you for being here today. We appreciate your support. Be safe and we'll see you again next time. You bet. We can help. All the best, you. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Thank you and take care.